It's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures. Good Monday evening. Thank you for being here tonight. My name is Josh Ward, as I'll be with you for the next half hour talking Tennessee football recruiting. A big priority for Tennessee's coaching staff, which is, of course, focused on trying to get some things figured out on the field, which would help Tennessee in recruiting. That'll be part of the focus on tonight's show is Tennessee needs better results on the field here very soon, this Saturday against Mississippi State, to help Tennessee in recruiting and also to alleviate some of the negative recruiting Tennessee has had to battle against over the last several weeks. If Tennessee loses Saturday, well, it gets tougher for Tennessee's coaching staff. We'll talk about that here in the next half hour. Jesse Simonton of AllQuest.com is going to join the show coming up in just a moment to talk about guys who visited Tennessee this past weekend and how important it is for Tennessee to find some success here in the month of October with Mississippi State and South Carolina coming to Knoxville in two of the next three weeks. Those are winnable games for Tennessee. Bama will not be, really, uh, when Tennessee goes to Tuscaloosa, but the others are, and Tennessee needs some wins to impress recruits who are considering Tennessee, but also to keep prospects who are committed to the Vols committed. I'll get to that on tonight's show as well. Football Futures is here every Monday night from 7.30 until 8, leading up to the Big Orange Hotline, which will take over tonight at 8 o'clock, live from Dead End Barbecue. And I want to welcome to the show now Jesse Simonton from VolQuest.com, keeping up with Tennessee on the football field and on the recruiting trail. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jesse R.E. Simonton. And uh, Jesse, of course, Tennessee was back on the field at Neyland Stadium against Georgia on Saturday. There were several visitors in the house, uh, starting with the Whitehaven group from Memphis. Uh, what stood out about maybe their reaction? You have some guys that are committed elsewhere within the SEC, but the early impression from Tennessee on those players who visited uh, Tennessee this past weekend. I think Tennessee feels good about kind of their feedback and really how that visit went, Josh. This weekend certainly did have kind of a Memphis flavor for the Vols, the three kids from Whitehaven, all teammates, all guys that have grown up together, played together since sixth, seventh grade. And then he had the Omari Thomas and Marcus Henderson and some other unofficial visitors. But for the Whitehaven trio in particular, they play on a really good team that's played in the state title the last couple of years. Um, Bryson Eason, big inside linebacker. He's the one of the three that is not committed anywhere. Martavis French, who actually is another kind of oversized linebacker, projects as a defensive end um, in college. He's currently committed to Arkansas. Tamarian McDonald, kind of a rover hybrid safety. He's committed to Mississippi State. But all all three of them were able to get up here early. And I think this was a big deal when you kind of project forward Um, because they had an idle date. They were able to get up here around noon, 1230 uh, on Friday and kind of have the all of Friday, you know, with themselves and with the coaches, their parents, which I think is going to be kind of a key theme moving forward. Their parents feel really comfortable um, around Tennessee staff, especially Bryson Eason's mom. And I think Martavis French's mom. So I think that's going to be a big deal. Um, Tennessee walking out of this weekend, I think, feels pretty good about where they stand with those Whitehaven uh, kids. Now, they likely will take some other visits, but the question is when are they going to maybe um, squeeze those in playing on the team that, that, that's going to play deep into November. Um, again, you know, you, you could always take some of these Friday night visits, but like a guy like Reggie Grimes, who is also here officially this weekend, you know, Ravenwood played Friday night. He didn't get here until very late. Um, So I think Tennessee really did take advantage of the time they had to spend with those guys, and they feel good. Now, do they think there's going to be flips imminent or or something like that? I I don't, but I think that 
you know, kind of projecting forward. I think Tennessee likes uh, kind of how they've positioned themselves as we sit here first week through October. And you mentioned Reggie Grimes, uh, latest with him, one of the top uh, prospects inside the state of Tennessee. You've got the Alabama legacy connection there. South Carolina has been a big part of it. And then Tennessee, what what do you make of uh, Reggie Grimes and just where things stand right now? Yeah, I think Reggie is, is a guy that's trying to play it coy, but I think there is a little bit more clarity to where kind of he, he stands. You know, it, it's it, while he is an Alabama legacy, I think few, um, excuse me, few folks really see him ending up at Alabama. I'm not sure he's a take there. Not only because Alabama is kind of already loaded at that position, um, but just kind of because some of the other targets that are out there uh, still for the tide. South Carolina has been in the mix for him kind of since the beginning. Um, you know, I think that they're, they would probably be the odds on favorite right now. Tennessee is kind of in, is, is in an interesting spot with Reggie. I mean, he's a, he's a blue chip recruit. He's a guy that um, looks excellent on paper. He's also a guy that, you know, at some of the camps and stuff can just uh, flash because he is a freak athlete. But I think there is some kind of questions about, you know, how does he project as a football player? And, and it's been no secret. We've written about it at VolQuest. Um, I've talked about it, you know, on podcasts and elsewhere that, you know, there's, I think there's some factions split on Tennessee staff about how they kind of feel about Reggie. Um, and so does he maybe feel, you know, and want to go elsewhere where, where maybe some other guys are all in. Is that a South Carolina? Is that an old Miss? He has one official visit left and he's going to go to Florida state, I think in a couple of weeks and then make a decision right around that Thanksgiving weekend. So that's kind of where things stand with him. Could Tennessee, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, press the button a little harder moving forward, perhaps. Um, but right now it, it kind of seems like um, they like them, but, you know, I don't think uh, – I wouldn't say they're all in right now on Reggie Grimes. Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com. How important is right now for Tennessee's coaching staff to really establish on its own board top priorities, guys that Tennessee really does have a good chance to land, and then you know, making sure they're on the same page of which direction they want to go uh, through the end of this football season as you get closer to December when you're trying to wrap up that first signing period? Oh, I, I, I mean, what you just said is 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 every is all, kind of all the dynamics tied up in one that they're juggling right now. They've already You've already kind of seen, I think you talked about it last week or the weekend before, you've already kind of had to see them recalibrate what that ball or what that board, excuse me, looks like um, because of the start of the season. You know, they're still trying to keep, uh, the Vols kind of engage with the Eric Gilberts and the Darnell Washingtons and some of those um, five-star guys, but they, they've had kind of, you know, pivot a little bit, and that's why you've seen them really go after and offer to Marion McDonald at Whitehaven. That, that suddenly Martavis French uh, with, with a guy like Oxidine and Jacoby Cowan and some others um, who are leaning or are already off the board elsewhere. Um, so you, you've kind of seen that recalibration already happen, and it will continue to kind of take shape throughout the rest of the fall. Hey, and then uh, in terms of visitors this past weekend, Amari Thomas, uh, latest thoughts there after he checked out the Vols? Another guy that I think Tennessee does feel like um, they're, they're in a good standing with. You know, Amari, he was going to come up here officially six, eight weeks ago. Tennessee got him to kind of reschedule that. There was a question, hey, you know, maybe come back later in the fall, December, something like that. Well, he felt so good up on this visit. He and his parents came, and they've been up here together a couple times. They felt so good right now. They're penciled in to come back officially in, in just a couple of weeks for the South Carolina game. Um, so he is the guy that's not slated to make a decision until uh, the Army All-American or the All-American game, formerly the Army game, 
uh, in January. We'll see if that holds. You still have the Texas A&M's where he will visit officially this coming weekend. Alabama's, I think, a fringe contender. He'll, he'll visit there for the LSU game. Um, and Auburn is also in the mix uh, along with Ole Miss. And so, you know, Tennessee's battling some big boy schools there, but I think they feel pretty good. You know, the key relationship with Amari Thomas um, is that he's the guy that I think Jeremy Pruitt has kind of taken a personal approach in recruiting. Pruitt has kind of developed a nice relationship with Thomas's parents. Um, and so that's been kind of a, a, a leg up for the Vols thus far. Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com. Jesse, any updated thoughts on the current group of commitments for Tennessee in the 2020 class as they're monitoring uh, in some ways what's going on with Tennessee's season? And, and with that, how important is Saturday against Mississippi State for Tennessee to be able to get a win? Because if the Vols don't, they're staring at 1-6 and six with Bama coming up next week. Well, my colleague at VolQuest, Austin Price, had kind of circled this game at the beginning of the season saying that in his mind, the most important game on the schedule. Now, that was before Tennessee, you know, kind of cratered out of the gate and started one and three. And his thinking was if you if you had won some of those early games, you know, the Mississippi State game kind of becomes a pivot in between what most expect it was on Saturday by the final score. Uh, and then probably next weekend at Alabama, you know, two blowout losses that if you sandwich that, you at least maybe enter the end of the month in November with a little bit of hope. Well, now, you know, if Tennessee has any hope of even getting to a bowl game, or, or avoiding what could be a one in six, potentially one in seven start. Saturday is just uh, extremely critical, and it's and it's critical for you know the uh, I think the optics and kind of the narrative surrounding the program um, to finally win a game. The fact that so many of these games have been at home, in front of recruits, in front of fans, in front of parents. Um, at some point, you got to win one of these games, and this is certainly a toss-up game. Mississippi State, uh, you know, comes in um, with some question marks of their own surrounding their head coach, the suspensions. Uh, they're a little banged up in some spots. I mean, this is a game that Tennessee could steal, and I do think it would help uh, certainly maybe keep some guys who, who are potentially you know, flirting with some schools elsewhere, but also just kind of lock down some of the guys we've talked about. Hey, uh, and before I let you go, obviously there's a ton of attention on Brian Maurer, his first start for Tennessee. What do you make of his debut in that position and moving forward with Brian Maurer at quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think Maurer, you know, there was some ups and downs with it. He certainly came out of the gate firing those first 15 or maybe 15 in one play, uh, you know, with the first quarter and then his touchdown strike, which was just a seed to Jawan Jennings. I mean, that was great. He then had a couple nice throws, um, one to Callaway, one to Jennings again on that final drive when they missed the field goal. The second half was kind of the flip, uh, the opposite story. You know, Georgia's kind of squatted a little bit more. They also – protection started to break down. Georgia really started to beat him up a little bit. I think they sacked him four times in the second half. So you kind of saw the highs and lows with a freshman. I think Tennessee and Jim Chaney did a nice job early scheming up the RPOs and quick and, and kind of quick throws uh, that played him our strength. That, you know, I'm, I'm of the opinion, I wrote it in my review piece, I've talked about it at Voss West. I do think Tennessee, whether they have to be creative or, or something, they're going to have to try to run the ball. You know, I think Eric Gray's a little bit in the doggouse right now. Pruitt kind of challenged him Monday in terms of kind of practice habits and, and the best guys will play. And that's why you saw Tim Jordan get some more run. But they're going to have to help out, you know, their freshman quarterback. I don't think they can go into game in and game out and expect him to make 40, you know, 30 to 40 some odd attempts as a recipe for success. But, you know, I thought Pruitt. And his coaches show kind of said it best, you know, Maurer gave them a spark. Um, and, and, you know, there, there are hints of hope coming out of this 30 point loss um, that perhaps Tennessee, if, if they kind of learn some lessons and continue to improve, 
can take moving forward. If not, you know, perhaps it, it could be a one-game blip. So Saturday will be kind of a great barometer to, to see which way I think that needle is going to point, uh, you know, heading into the next time we talk. It's a big week coming up, and uh, that's why it's good to keep up with the coverage from Jesse Simonton at VolQuest.com. He and the team there will provide you with a lot of information recruiting and on the field. You can follow Jesse on Twitter, at Jesse R.E. Simonton. A big help every week right here on Football Futures. Jesse, thanks for the time as always, and we'll talk again soon. Absolutely, Josh. What happens this week is going to be really important for Tennessee on the recruiting trail. I'm going to get to more of that coming up in the next segment as some committed prospects are talking about visiting other schools. I'll get to that. Jeremy Pruitt will talk about the message to recruits as Tennessee tries to find success on the recruiting trail. The season to this point has been a big disappointment to the coaches. They expected to have much better results to sell on the recruiting trail, and it has not been there. So what does Tennessee pitch right now? You'll hear Tennessee's coach talk about that coming up in the next segment of Football Futures covering Tennessee on the football recruiting trail. I'll get you to the Big Orange Hotline coming up at 8 o'clock. My name's Josh Ward. Another segment of Football Futures next here on FM 99.1, the sports animal. From the Budweiser Studios of Cumulus Broadcasting. Looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. This is Sports Radio WNML. Tennessee football covers recruiting across the nation. And so do we. It's Football Futures with Josh Ward. Thanks for being here on this Monday evening as Tennessee continues to put some work in on the recruiting trail while also working to get ready for Mississippi State coming up on Saturday. It's just a massive game for Tennessee. If the Vols lose on Saturday, then Tennessee is staring at 1-6 and six with a road trip to Alabama coming up next Saturday. That's going to be a night game in Tuscaloosa. 8 o'clock local time kickoff there in Alabama. It's a 9 o'clock Eastern time game next Saturday with Tennessee on the road. The, the focus is on trying to get ready for Mississippi State because if Tennessee loses this week, if you think it's been difficult for Tennessee's coaches on the, on the recruiting trail so far, it will only get tougher for Tennessee moving forward. Tennessee just has to find success. If you find the interview that Ryan Callahan did with Harrison Bailey, uh, he wrote the story at GoVols 247 just a few days ago. Harrison Bailey mentions in there several times, Tennessee's got to win some games. And uh, he is remaining committed to Tennessee and uh, talking confidently about what the Vols can be in the future, but also saying that he's probably going to check out some other schools and he's going to do it on the down low and there's not going to be a lot of attention around it, at least uh, if Harrison has anything to say about that. But he is talking about visiting other schools. That's Tennessee's quarterback commitment in this class and the quarterback position in the future is still a big question. I know Brian Maurer started this past Saturday and he could be a really good player in the future, but that is projecting because he has a lot of improving he needs to do as well. I think everybody recognizes how important Harrison Bailey is in the 20 class for Tennessee, especially after Tennessee missed on Haynes King. He committed to Texas A&M several weeks ago. That's a guy that Tennessee tried really hard to land as a second quarterback in this class. Right now, Tennessee is working on holding on to Harrison Bailey's commitment, and that really applies to just about everybody in this class. Keyshawn Lawrence is one of the top players from inside the state of Tennessee in Nashville, a defensive back prospect who, according to GamecockCentral.com, is scheduling a visit to South Carolina check out Will Muschamp's program. And that doesn't mean he's going to go to South Carolina. doesn't mean Harrison Bailey's going to go somewhere else just because he might visit somewhere else. But if a committed player is looking around, well, that's something that you have to pay attention to, especially if these are some of your top commitments. Bailey and Lawrence are two of the most important players 
in this 20 class. They need to see something from Tennessee, and I'd say that applies to just about everybody in the class. Those guys are hearing from other schools saying, look at what's going on with Tennessee. There's no way of really hiding it right now. So Tennessee needs to go out and find success. Now, while this is going on, you might ask, what does Tennessee's coaching staff sell to the prospects? One would be playing time, I'm sure. Hey, come help us win. As you can see, there's playing time available. And that is something that you sell for sure, but other schools can as well. I've talked about that here on the show, that Georgia and Alabama and Clemson, everybody sells early playing time. And it's not, hey, you will absolutely come in here and start. Hey, you will absolutely come in here and play. But the message is, Simply, hey, you can come in and compete, and we're going to play the best players. So if that's you as a freshman, you'll get on the field. Not every prospect wants to hear that, but a lot of them do, and that's something they're going to pay attention to. And Tennessee can point to freshmen who are playing, but so can these other schools as well. But listen to what Jeremy Pruitt said last week on Vol Calls. He was asked by a Tennessee fan on the show, what is your message to prospects while Tennessee is dealing with the issues on the field while Tennessee is struggling to find success on the field. What do you tell prospects? Here's what Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt said. Well, I think our guys um, in recruiting the folks that you recruit, they're looking to see, number one, um, what's the potential of the program, okay? What's the potential of the staff? Who's the players on the team? Uh, Who's coming back? We got about 115 guys in our program right now, and I think we're playing six seniors. So we got a very young football team. 80 of them are freshmen and sophomores. Um, you know, so they see the staff that's here uh, and and know that um, when you look, we've been a part of lots of championships, coached a lot of really good players. It takes a little bit of time. Uh, obviously, we're not – the record is not where we want to be, all right, and that's where you're measured by. But – we're getting closer, uh, and if we'll if we'll take care of the football a little more and, and get us a few more turnovers and some of the things I've talked about, you know, hopefully those W's show up. Tennessee needs to win for sure. Jeremy Pruitt knows that and talked about it right there. And uh, if that happens, if Tennessee beats Mississippi State on Saturday, Tennessee has something to go out and sell. Tennessee can go out and say, look, we made a change at quarterback. Brian Maurer as a freshman has come in here, and he's made a difference. We have played guys like Henry Toa Toa, at linebacker. Kovars Crouch is playing an important role for us. Wanya Morris and Darnell Wright, we have some kind of youth movement going on. We are improving. The start of the season was not what we wanted, but we are making strides, and recruits can start to believe that. Obviously, if Tennessee loses to Mississippi State, even if it's a close game, that becomes even more challenging to sell, especially after you go play at Alabama next week, and you know what's going to happen there. So Tennessee needs something good to happen on the field. I've said it over the last few weeks. I'll probably be talking about that next Monday. Even if they do win on Saturday, Tennessee is a six and a half to seven point underdog against Mississippi State this weekend. It's just a really important game. If you look at the recruiting rankings, things are pretty much unchanged for Tennessee. The Vols have a top 25 class in the country right now. Now, Tennessee with 14 commitments is in a position where several schools are in front of Tennessee because of higher numbers overall. If you went by average star rating, Tennessee is more of a top 20 class in the country. But there's a lot of work to be done. One, to hold on to the players who are committed. Two, to add some of the players that Tennessee believes can help take this class to a higher level. I'm very confident that Tennessee can sign a good class this year. Now, if Tennessee goes over the month of October, I'm going to recalibrate that thought because things could really get ugly at that point. But Tennessee's not to that point yet. Let's see how the games play out over the next few weeks. But right now, Tennessee has 
a solid group that is committed. There are a bunch of really solid players that are still considering Tennessee. We talked about a few of them in the last segment. And if Tennessee can add some guys up front that can maybe help early in their time at Tennessee, then the Vols can get some things going defensively, build some depth along the defensive line and at linebacker. Remember, Tennessee has to replace Daryl Taylor next year. Tennessee needs to find some pass rush help, and the Vols are hoping that B.J. Ojolari, the commitment from Marietta High School, a teammate of Harrison Bailey, will be able to help with that. He is committed to Tennessee and will have a chance to help immediately. And then if Quavaris Crouch and Roman Harrison, a couple of true freshmen who have played this year, if they can continue to improve and make some strides, then next year maybe those are guys that can be more effective, more consistent pass rushers for Tennessee in the defense. So finding guys up front on defense is a big priority. Finding more help on the back end. Uh, and then I would also say at running back, Tennessee needs to, to find some help. Can something change there over the next few months? Tennessee has T. Hodge from Maryville committed, but I think Tennessee needs more from that position in this class. So with 14 guys committed, Tennessee continues to be led in the class by guys like Harrison Bailey, B.J. Ojolari, Cooper Mays, Cade Mays' younger brother from Catholic High School in Knoxville. Jalen Hyatt is a wide receiver from South Carolina that Tennessee likes a lot. Mordecai McDaniel, James Robinson. Tennessee has a good group of commitments for 2020. Tennessee needs to win some games, though, to get even more players like that and to strengthen its position with uh, some of those prospects on the recruiting trail. And Reggie Grimes or Lenneth Whitehead, who is looking at South Carolina. That game in a few weeks will be really important. If Keyshawn Lawrence is going to seriously consider South Carolina, well, beating South Carolina would really help Tennessee. Those are going to be priorities for the Vols coaching staff as well. So big game against Mississippi State on Saturday. I will be back on Football Futures next Monday to react and update you on what's going on on the recruiting trail. They'll talk Tennessee-Mississippi State coming up next on the Big Orange.